So at our most recent mastermind for our group of seven-figure e-commerce business owners, one of our members, one of our newest members, he owns a nice business doing at least about $5 million a year. And he was trying to figure out how to grow his business. So he's looking at new products, new markets, how to expand the brand. And I was kind of digging through some of this stuff and some conversations over lunch. And I was asking him about his paid advertising. And so I believe he was spending about 30 grand a month on Facebook ads. And he had a lot of room to run in terms of the market size for his products. And I was asking how well his ads were doing. And they were basically making money up front, how much they spent versus how much profit they would make on a customer. But they were kind of capping out because the person internally was doing this job amongst, you know, 10 other jobs, like a lot of businesses. And I was like, look, I was like, forget all these other things, new products, <laughs> new branding, all that stuff. Literally just give Facebook more money and your business will explode. And because he was already in the position and ready to scale. And so the easiest way to make more money in business is to increase profitable ad spend. Now, Increasing ad spend where you're losing money is the easiest way to waste money and to burn cash. But if you have something that's working and meaning you're making money or at least breaking even up front, the easiest possible way to grow your business is just to log into Facebook every three days and increase your spend by 20% or so. Now, a lot of people have different opinions on that, but you get the idea. Just give Facebook or whatever ad platform more money and they make you more money, assuming the numbers are working out. And so what I wanted to talk about in this particular episode is how to know if you're ready to scale. So the first thing to understand is the number one formula in business, but especially in e-commerce. CPA or CAC, customer acquisition costs versus lifetime value. So customer acquisition costs or cost per acquisition, some people use these synonymously, um, sometimes Customer acquisition cost can be the cost to get a new customer. CPA or cost per acquisition can be the cost to get even repeat customers to buy again. But for the sake of this lesson, let's assume they're the same thing. The cost to get a new customer versus the lifetime value. How much money or profit do you make over the life of that customer? Now, sometimes that's somewhat arbitrary because what happens if your business is in business for 50 years? Well, it could be a really big number. But let's assume your lifetime value is as far as you know so far. So if your business has only been around for six months, you may only know your six-month lifetime value, or LTV. If your business like ours has been around for five-plus years, we have an idea of how much a customer is worth over two, three, four, and even five years now. That allows us to be a lot smarter about how much we can spend to acquire a customer. So when we say your CPA to LTV formula, how much it costs you to get a customer versus how much they make you over the lifetime is extremely important. One thing to understand about lifetime value specifically is about 68% of that, according to some stats, is the first order. So everyone loves to talk about lifetime value is so great. Um, how much do you increase that? More than two-thirds of that comes on the first order because a lot of customers are not going to come back and rebuy again. Some stats show it's only about 25%, even if you're doing a good job, are ever going to come back and buy from you again. That means how much money you make up from them up front is going to be at least two-thirds of how much money you make from them forever for an average customer. Now, some customers like ours, they may have spent $60 up front. They've spent two $3,000 over the years with us. So for that one customer, that's not true. But on average, across all your customers, two-thirds of that at least comes from the first order. So what we're really looking for when we talk about LTV or lifetime value is the profit number associated with that, typically gross profit. So if you say you have a lifetime value of one year of 100 bucks, 
but your margins are terrible, say you have like a 20% margin, gross margin, then you're only making 20 bucks off of that customer. It doesn't matter how much revenue it is. What really matters is the gross profit. So what typically goes into gross profit is the product selling price, how much you actually collect from a customer, minus the hard product cost, cost of goods sold, the actual physical unit cost, plus any associated shipping to get it from the manufacturer to your warehouse or 3PL or to Amazon, and then the individual cost to get it from the 3PL or warehouse or Amazon to the customer. Uh, assuming customers aren't paying for shipping, which hopefully they are, at least in most cases. So that's what's going to go into gross profit. A lot of times credit card processing fees, you know, the 3% or so you pay there. So it's like on every single unit you make, after you have to pay for all those associated costs, how much cash do you get to keep? Typically, we're not talking about the uh, more fixed costs, such as your staff and all that sort of stuff. That's usually in the operating expenses line. We're just talking about the gross profit side. So that's what you want to know. So say, for example, like us, your gross margins are about 50%. If you bring in a $100 sale, about 50% or $50 is our to keep. Because what we really want here is upfront cash, meaning your average order value multiplied by your gross margin. So say if your average order value is $70 and your gross margin is 50%, that means you get about $35 in cash you get to keep up front. And your goal is to be able to break even up front. Now, if you know that some percent of people, even if it's only 10%, 20%, 30%, are ever going to come back and buy from you, if you can get customers for free, get as many of them as humanly possible. So that even if you make no profit off those customers at front, but at least your gross margin is covering the cost to get a customer with paid ads, for example, or affiliates or any other traffic source, then you're basically getting a customer for free. If you can do that and say if you can get 1,000 customers, 10,000 customers, 100,000 customers, a million customers, some percentage of them are going to come back and buy in the future, then that's 100% for free. You can send emails, uh, send SMS messages. Talk to them on social media. You can send postcard mailings, all those ways to follow up with customers that are far cheaper than just running a bunch of ads to the whole world trying to get some people to buy. So the way this kind of worked out for us at LifeBoost, for the first six months or so, our customer acquisition cost was about $40. And so that's what we had to basically pay Facebook to get a new customer. Um, our average order value was around $60 at the time, and our gross margin was around 50%. That means up front, we made about $30 per sale. And so we were paying $40 to make $30. Doesn't seem like it made sense, but we knew a good chunk of those people, at least 25% or so, would come back and buy again at that same average order value or sometimes higher in month two. So we were basically breaking even on the $40 customer acquisition cost in month two. So month one, we're negative, but as we're scaling, we got enough people rolling over to month two that it all worked out fine. And that allowed us to go from $17,000 a month in January of 2019 to about $600,000 a month a year later, uh, all on Shopify. Today, our customer acquisition cost is around 100 bucks. Uh, now we have so much data that we know our lifetime value after a year, after two years. And so our goal now is basically to break even after a year on getting a new customer. Because as you broaden your market, you need to be able to afford a higher customer acquisition cost. Because at first, if you're using a platform like Facebook or even targeted keywords, you're targeting a very, very uh, narrow range of people that... On Facebook, for example, Facebook's very good at finding you the people that are going to give you the lowest um, acquisition cost. But eventually, once you start spending more and more money, which is the goal, Facebook says, okay, you know, we'll get you more customers, but it's going to cost more because, you know, now I'm reaching, you know, John over in the city that I'm slightly less 
certain is actually going to want to buy from you. So as Facebook does that, your cost to acquire customers goes up because you're reaching more people. But as long as your average order value and lifetime value are also going up or your gross margin, then you can afford to spend more to acquire customers. And that's basically what we've done and allowed us to scale to basically $3 million a month today. So that's lifetime value. Now on the cost per acquisition or customer acquisition cost side, what does it cost to get you a new customer? The way that ends up working is there's a few factors um, because you think about it, you spend some money on some ads, some percentage of those people convert into customers. So the amount you spend on ads is going to be a function of cost per thousand impressions or CPMs. And so on Facebook, this can vary by your market, by seasonality, a lot of different things. Basically, what is Facebook charging you to put your ad in front of a thousand of its users? And so this is a standard thing across any display platforms. Um, so that's a big factor is your CPM. And if you're getting charged on a CPM basis, like on Facebook, your ad click-through rate is incredibly important. Nowadays, Facebook is so good at finding you customers that your real job with Facebook ads is make sure you have a good landing page, good product, but also really good engaging ads. So that when Facebook shows your thing, your ad to a thousand people, your ad is so good that it gets a ton of those people to want to click over to your website. If your ad sucks, then not that many people are going to want to click, but it's going to charge you that same cost for a thousand impressions, whether one person clicks or whether a thousand people clicks on your ads. So your goal is to get as many qualified clicks as possible so that that is as cost efficient as possible. Now, if you're running a platform like Amazon or Google search and you're paying on a cost per click basis, that's also going to be very important. So driving down your cost per click with better ads, better targeting, all that sort of good stuff is going to be a factor also. So that's what it costs to get somebody to your page. And then your conversion rate is going to be huge because if you get a thousand clicks and nobody buys, your conversion rate is terrible. If you get a thousand clicks and 500 people buy, you have a 50% conversion rate, which is insane and is basically never going to happen. Um, then you're going to get a lot more sales out of those same clicks. And so your whole goal here is to figure out how much do you spend to get someone to buy versus how much profit does the typical customer who buys make you upfront because your goal is to break even upfront if possible. So you get customers for free on day one and you can basically scale to infinity. There's no ad budget at that point because every dollar you spend on ads, you make a dollar back in gross profit. You could just keep spending and spending and spending and spending until those no numbers no longer work. Now, if you're in the situation right now and based on those numbers, if you're losing money upfront, you either have to reduce your ad costs by creating better ads uh, that get more out of the thousand impressions that you're getting or find some other ways to reduce your cost per click or you have to figure out how to make more money up front off your customers. Increase conversion rate is one factor. Also, that's making more money per visitor to your website or increase average order value, which is often the biggest opportunity for people is if somebody typically spends 50 bucks, if you can get them to spend $75 instead, that can change your numbers immediately and allow you to unlock huge scale. Now, if you're making money up front, like the guy I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, who's a member of our mastermind, if you're making money up front, spend more money, find a way to give the machine more money. So you get more customers for free, because that's a heck of a lot easier than contacting suppliers, finding new products, creating new marketing campaigns, hiring new employees, doing all these different things. If you can literally in 10 seconds, go inside your ad platform and said, hey, instead of spending $1,000 a day, I want you to spend $1,200 a day. Instead of spending $2,000 a day, I want you to spend $2,400 a day. If you can do that and you make more money, that is the easiest life in the world. And eventually, obviously, those numbers stop working. You have to go back and increase average order value, your conversion rate, or sell new products. But up until that point, 
when you reach that at point of diminishing returns or until it no longer is profitable, just give the machine more money. So this is how to know if you're ready to scale. If you make more money up front in a cash basis, gross margin basis, than what it costs you to get a customer or at least break even with those two metrics, then spend more money, you're ready to scale. If you're not getting that, then you probably need to either reduce ad costs or increase average order value or conversion rate. So starting tomorrow, we're gonna dig into the four main scenarios to improve your performance on these metrics if you're not ready to scale. We're gonna, I call this you know basically fixing your sales funnel. So part one is if your conversion rate's not very good. Part two is if your average order value is not very good, you need to get people to spend more upfront. Part three is if your cost to get a new customer is not very good, your CPA or customer acquisition cost. And part four is if your lifetime value is not very good. And so you're getting some people to buy upfront, but they don't ever come back. That can also be an issue. And so we're going to dig into each four of these issues in four different episodes coming up starting tomorrow. So thank you very much for listening. If you want all these episodes 100% for free, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or on my YouTube channel, and I'll see you tomorrow.